In a hurricane, all snakes become tree snakes. I'm Torin Atkinson. Strapping orphans to your waist is okay, just don't make it a habit. I'm Joe Folger. A typhoon is a big pick-me-up after a tropical depression. I'm Kevin Leeson, and this is Caustic Soda. Hurricanes are classified as any tropical or subtropical storm with winds above 74 miles per hour or 119 kilometers an hour. These same tropical storms are known as typhoons in the North Pacific Ocean. Oh. A typhoon is a mature tropical cyclone. A mature? what? Oh, it's a mature ty- a cyclone. That's right. Okay. Exactly. So there are cyclones... The cyclones and typhoons and hurricanes. Yes. But and they're all really, the same thing. They're all the same thing, only they are referred to in geography, geographically. So when okay. a storm happens in a certain part of the world, then it is mm-hmm. given a name of either a hurricane, a typhoon, or a cyclone. The cyclone is we will not really be discussing because it only is called that in a very specific area off the Indian coast. Uh, and the Uh-oh. others, typhoons are uh, sort of, you know, to shorthand it, occur in the Asian arena, and hurricanes uh, landfall like in America and the Caribbean and whatever. So it's not an Atlantic Pacific deal. It is an Atlantic Pacific. Deal. Oh, okay. Yeah, but there are there are Pacific hurricanes. Oh my God. Yeah, but uh, you know we don't really talk about them because they don't really like do anything. We're horrible. just talking about high winds. Like yeah, above seventy for storms above seventy four miles per hour that yeah. are tropical or subtropical. Uh, the Atlantic Ocean's hurricane season peaks from mid August to late October and averages five to six hurricanes per year. Oh my God! Uh, within the northwestern Pacific, there are no official typhoon seasons as tropical cyclones form throughout the year. Oh my God! Oh. Although the majority of storms form between June and November. So uh, kind of there is, but yeah, but you it, like basically you get you know two thirds of your. Uh, uh, Typhoons between June and November, but they still kind of happen. Okay. Hmm. Uh, hurricane, the word is from 1550s, a partially deformed adaptation from Spanish huracan, which Uri- is Uri-chan. yeah, which is a uh, bastardization of an Arawakan word, which is a Ooh. tribe in the West Indies. Okay. Okay. Uh, the Uri-chan. OED records 39 different spellings of hurricane, mostly from the late 16th century, including forcane, oh, hurricano. <laughs> Hurricane <laughs> and my favorite, Harry Kane, H A R R Y C A I N. Oh, okay. It sounds like a guy. Totally. I like Harry Kano. It sounds like uh, it's it's like I have one of those in my back. Oh, I have, I have a Harry Kano. Oh, have a Harry Kano. Oh, God, all the... No, yes. Nobody wants <laughs> nobody wants to pop your Harry Kano. Uh, but I like the idea that there's a guy named Harry Kane who's like wandering around the Pacific, like blowing buildings over and. <laughs> I don't huff. I don't puff. Oh, you know, I mean, Dean Cain was Superman. Could be a Dean Cain situation. Brother of Dean Cain. Evil evil he, twin. He had super breath. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. The modern form that we know became frequent from 1650 on and was established from 1688 on. Typhoon, word origin, 1550s from Greek typhon, meaning whirlwind, mm-hmm. which derived from oh. pre-Indo-European dub, meaning deep or hollow, Via the notion of a monster from the depths. Oh, so Typhon was a monster from the depths, and they right. became Typhoon. So they is it because they think that the monster created the Typhoons? I think so, yes. Okay. I think that's the intimation. You know, right. you have the, the gods personifying everything. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know? uh, fear of hurricanes and tornadoes. Lilapsophobia. Lilapsophobia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, exactly. I would think, I mean, of course, phobias are irrational ones, yeah. but there's probably quite a bit of rational fear of these kinds of things. What's a lilapse? You know, there's, there should be actually more rational fear. Yeah. I think there's some people who don't fear them enough. Oh, right. yeah. okay. You know, and we'll talk about that in the course of this episode. Okay. Uh-huh. Oh, I thought we were going to talk about it on our dummies episode. <laughs> uh, that's every episode. Show. Yeah, I know. That's I know. every episode. We have a dummy in every episode. <laughs> Pop quiz. We got, we got three dummies in every episode uh-huh. at least. da 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 uh, who wants to do a pop quiz? That's me, too bad. Me. You're doing it anyway. Okay. Uh-huh. I love pop quizzes that it doesn't matter if I'm wrong. <laughs> the Saffir Simpson scale 
The is the scale? The which one? The Saphir Simpson scale. That is the scale that Homer Simpson got on, and it went up to 260 pounds, and he cried because he was big and fat like a whale. All right, there you go. Uh, is based on a hurricane's sustained wind speed. This scale estimates potential property damage. Wind speed. So it's about property damage. So first question. Right. How many categories are on the Saphir Simpson scale? Well, I know that there's a TV miniseries that I started to watch uh-huh. called Category 7. Oh. Mm. And then I stopped oh. watching it when I realized that I have to watch all four hours to get to the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say seven. Uh-huh. Joe? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's five. It is five. It yeah. is five. Yeah. The Category 7 in this documentary must be theoretical. Okay. It must be cracked it's the earth in half or something. bigger than the maximum. <laughs> it is a uh, five-category scale. Damn it. Uh, I am going to name uh, wind speed, Mm -hmm. and you can tell me what category you think that's in. Okay. All right. How fast can wind go? That is a good question. Uh, That is a very good question. That is a very good question. On Earth. Uh, Yes, on this planet, the uh, planet that I live on. I don't know how fast it can go, (laughs) but it can go pretty darn fast. Uh, all right. If uh, if a hurricane land fell at uh, 125 miles per hour, wait. When did you say hurricanes start? Uh, at 74 miles. 74 mph. Mm-hmm. Okay. If they started at 125 miles per hour, right. What category would that be? Three. I agree. Three. Yeah, sounds good. That is category three. That is definitely. <laughs> The, the, the devastating damage would occur. Well-built okay. framed homes may incur major damage or removal of roof decking and gable ends. Okay. Many trees will be snapped or uprooted, yeah. blocking numerous roads. Electricity and water will be unavailable for several days to weeks after the storm passes. All right. Now, we had a storm here. Maybe I'm jumping the gun on this. But we had a windstorm a few weeks ago. Yes. That uprooted, in Vancouver. In the in Greater Vancouver. Vancouver that mm-hmm. uprooted trees. Yes. Yeah. I was like... Thirty seconds short of witnessing this happen. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. My sister got caught in a clearing in a forest with shit falling all around her. Did we have a hurricane? I don't think it was up to seventy-four no. miles per hour. Oh. Seventy-five miles per hour. But uh, it, that that story, it's we have a sort of slightly affiliated story in the news. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm gonna now. I'm gonna read the kind of damage that might occur, and then you tell me what category you think that is. Oh. Extremely dangerous winds. Well-constructed frame homes would sustain major roof and siding damage. Shallowly rooted trees will be snapped or uprooted and block roads. Near total power loss expected mm. with outages that could last from days to weeks. Oh. Eh, I say one. That's a four. I say one. That is a two. Oh, wow. That is okay. a two. That is a two. What's uh? Wow. Do these, each, do these, do these besides numbers, yeah. do these... Also have corresponding descriptors besides what you like all the no these these are the descriptors. It's not like it's not like the old Marvel Universe power oh, scale where it's uh, like cosmic, uh, outrageous, uh, <laughs> no monstrous, Ama- amazing, super duper. Once you get onto this scale, it's a hurricane or a typhoon. Okay, right. So it's just a wit number. It's a category one, two, right. three, okay. four, or five okay. hurricane. Wow. Two uh, is extreme damage. Wow. Yeah, extreme damage. Uh, that is uh, 96 to 110 miles per hour is uh, category two. Well-built framed homes can sustain severe damage with loss of most of the roof structure and exterior walls. Most trees will be snapped or uprooted and power poles down. Fallen trees and power poles will isolate residential areas. Powder out- power outages will last weeks to possibly months. Most of the area will be uninhabitable for weeks or months. Oh, f- at least a four. Yeah, that's, a, that's the four then. That is the four. That's four. That is 130 to 156 miles per hour. Wow. And the uh, the category five, 157 miles per hour or greater, mm-hmm. catastrophic damage occurs. A high percentage of framed homes are destroyed with total roof failure and wall collapse. Fallen trees and power poles will isolate residential areas. Power outages will last weeks to possibly months. Most of the area will be uninhabitable for weeks. They do kind of have descriptors. Like number three, you said it was devastating. Number five, you said it was catastrophic. So, uh, but number four is catastrophic as well. Oh shit! Yeah. Okay. Uh, and the category one is some hair will be muscled. Yes, precisely. That tousled, that is a uh, tousled well constructed frame homes might have no damage to roof shingles or siding and gutters. Right. Large branches of trees will snap, and shallow rooted trees may be toppled. <laughs> Extensive damage to power lines will likely result in power outages that could last 
a day to several days. Mimes will regret their life choices because uh, yes. people can't tell that they're really trying to yeah, get that somewhere. They're doing their thing, right? They're actually are in danger. That they're is, not. That is so so convincing. I <laughs> walking against the wind. wind yeah, everyone's a mime in this situation. Like all of a sudden, yeah, that's right. You're like you're so bitter what, and angry. Is this a mime convention? Yeah, because you're like I'm the mime here. Everybody else is like doing my thing. They're Amateurs. mowing my lawn, if you will. Amateurs. Uh, I've got the ten a list of the ten strongest hurricanes and typhoons in history. Oh, okay. I am going to give you the name of the hurricane, oh. and you tell me where you think it ranks. Is it Destructicus? Yeah. <laughs> hurricane Destructicus? This is what I find the, the amusing part is like, you know, does the name actually elicit the, you know, the accurate response to where it falls on the Now some, the wait, now wait, before yeah. we get into this, some storms are male and some storms are female, or how does that work? Because hurricane, hurricanes are ladies, yes or no? Uh, no, no. Hurricanes I, can be both guys and ladies. I okay. believe it was women at first, and then it was pointed out, yo, that's a jerky thing to do about something so destructive. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, yeah. And then they stopped doing that. Hmm. I'm pretty, I, that's from memory, so it might be wrong. Let's throw out right out of the gate. Uh, to, so prove, these, to prove the point. Can I ask, yep. will these all be category five? No. Okay. No, but they are, oh, no, sorry, they will all be category five because these are the ten... Yeah. strongest hurricanes or typhoons in history. Okay. I was going to say, I was like, is there like one Category 5 and the rest of them are like... <clears throat> seven? You, you're, you're still bucking for yeah, Category 7, the, aren't you? I want the Category 7. All right. So, so to to prove the point, uh, Hurricane Andrew. Yeah. Where does Hurricane Andrew rank? In the top 10? In the top 10 God, hurricanes no or typhoons in history. I don't remember. The only one I remember is Katrina and Sandy. Was the only uh-huh. ones I yeah. have any experience with. Um, so, but based on the name alone, Andrew. Yeah, was oh, it alphabetical? No, <laughs> not at all. Because <laughs> they all have it in different years. Okay, but... Oh, yeah. Because we only made it to S. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Hurricane Andrew. I don't know five. I'm going to say it was down at the bottom, like ten. Joe. Hits it. Nail on the head. Can I, can I tell you why? Why? Because I'm pretty sure they're alphabetical by year and like by when they show up in the year. Like the first one of the year is an A and the second one's a B. And I'm pretty sure the early ones are weaker. But if this is on the top 10 list, it's probably a true? strong weak one. I don't know if that's true or not. Formed in August 16th, 1992 and dissipated on August 28th. Hurricane Andrew hit the southern part of Florida, the southeastern part of Louisiana, and the northwestern part of the Bahamas. Peaking winds at 175 miles per hour or 280 kilometers an hour. It was one of the costliest hurricanes in in history with 26 fatalities, 39 indirect fatalities, and damages were 26.5 billion U.S. dollars. And so hurricanes are all in the Atlantic? Uh, they're not all in the Atlantic. There are Pacific hurricanes, but we don't really talk about them because okay. they kind of just like float out in the middle of nowhere. They're sort of in the southern uh, Because basin. tremendous damage to that one fishing boat. Yeah, precisely. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we don't really talk about um, Pacific hurricanes. Okay. Uh, what about Typhoon Nancy? Typhoon Nancy. Mm-hmm. I have five. I'm going to get one of these. <laughs> uh, uh, Typhoon Nancy is a four. Typhoon Nancy is number one. Oh, number oh you, went from the ten, you went from 10 all the way up oh, to yeah. the one. Oh, yeah. Through, through a wrench that works. The rest are not worth So guessing. Nancy is the most damaging hurricane in the history of recorded. The history. strongest hurricane. Strongest. 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 Typhoon Nancy was extremely powerful tropical cyclone during the Pacific typhoon season of 1961. It took shape on September 7th, the last of her 10 days. Its one-minute sustained winds were measured at 215 miles per hour, wow. 345 kilometers per hour. Fastest in recorded history. Yeah. Oh, okay. So there we go. That's the fastest wind in recorded yep. history. 250 miles per hour. 215. I, correct. I got a thing about the names here. In 1950, they started naming them, as I said, alphabetically, but they were using the standard Abel, Baker, Charlie mm-hmm. for them. That ended up having multiple storms with the same names. Right. So in 1953, to avoid that, they revised it so it would begin using female names. Uh, which mimicked the habit of naval meteorologists who named storms after women, much as mm. ships at sea. Mm. In 1979, the system was revised again to include both female and male hurricane names. And I'm pretty sure for that reason. Yeah. Like, stop naming horrible destructive events after <laughs> women. only women. So do they, like, the A's are in January? Well, that's what it was at first, and I think that still continues through. Yeah, that the, the first one of the year gets an A name, the second one gets a B name. So if you have more than 
How many letters in the 26. alphabet? 26. 26 letters in the then alphabet. Then you end up with two A uh, hurricanes. I don't you just, know. This is Zacks and Zebra and Z- yeah. Zuzi. Yep. You get one of those. Zuzi. You get one of those. You have to go 52 storms in a year to like hurricanes in one year to get past, get two Zs. So that's pretty unlikely. Hurricane Katrina. You know this one. I do know this one. Yeah. So where does it rank on the 10 strongest oh, hurricanes or typhoons in history? I don't know, man. <laughs> I think it was just bad planning that made it all so horrible. I'm uh, going to say I'm going to I'm going to say 5. Yeah. I'm going to say 5. <laughs> I'm going to say 7. 9. Hurricane ah. Katrina fell in, in in the 9 spot. Uh in August of 2005, Hurricane Katrina was spotted in Louisiana, Mississippi, the United States. It was formed on the 23rd, lasted for 8 days with peak winds of eight 175 miles per hour. 280 kilometers an hour. Being the costliest natural disaster in right. U.S. history, yep. Katrina caused 1,833 fatalities and damages worth $108 billion U.S. dollars. Yep. Yep. Crazy. How about- Unfortunately, all that money was all already um, dog-eared for the dog-eared pigeon-eared, pigeon-toed. It's already <laughs> earmarked. being earmarked <laughs> for uh, the war on terror. So, yeah. Sorry, so can't help you. He wanted to know what ear thing it was, but it got blown away in the wind. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about Typhoon Kit? Typhoon Kit, number five. Is that the one where the uh, robotic car went flying through the air? <laughs> I'm sorry, David. This is a storm that you can't stop. (laughs) That's right. Well, we'll be able to jump over a whole bunch of trains this time. Uh, That's number three. Uh, Number five. Yay! I win! Typhoon Kit in 1966 was a super typhoon, and the speed of its peak winds reached 195 miles per hour, 314 kilometers an hour. Fortunately, it did not make landfall. Okay. Yay! Did not make landfall. So if Kit is a super... Typhoon or ty- hurricane? Did you say super typhoon? Super typhoon. Do we have mm-hmm. super hurricanes? Uh, I, I I I didn't read about any super hurricanes. Okay. I read about several super typhoons, but never a super oh, hurricane. Man. So I think it's just a naming thing again. Uh, well, I'll speed this up. But we got Typhoon Cora in the number eight spot. We got Typhoon Tip in the number seven spot. Tip. We got uh, Typhoon Sally in the number six spot. Uh, we got Typhoon Haiyan in the number four spot. Oh. We'll talk about that one in uh, in greater detail later on. Uh, we've got Typhoon Ida in the number three spot. I don't know. Uh, we've got Typhoon Violet, Super Typhoon Violet. Oh, which, there you go. Which made landfall in Japan in 1961 as a tropical storm. Raged through the country with 205 mile per hour, 330 kilometer per hour winds. Only two people were killed. Super Typhoon Violet would be a pretty cool anime. Oh, absolutely. Right? Like the character's name is Super, Super Typhoon, Typhoon Violet. Violet? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can it, see it right now. It would be like the uh, the upgrade over Ultraviolet, right? Yep. Uh, deadliest hurricanes and typhoons in history? Of the 35 deadliest tropical storms in history, how many are hurricanes and how many are typhoons? Oh, uh, what are we measuring here? The 35 deadliest tropical deadliest. storms in history. So the number of people the number killed. The number of people killed. Oh, God. Which I'm going to say, oh, typhoons. Yeah, I think typhoons are mostly because, because they're hitting less developed areas. One of my question and... was, of the 35 deadliest tropical storms in history, how many have been hurricanes? Right. Uh, I'm typhoons say, is my answer. <laughs> I'm going to say 12 of the 35 12 hurricanes, hurricanes 23 like typhoons. About a, about a two, two-thirds to one-third, mm-hmm. I think, is what I'm gonna I I'm going to say 13. Fuck oh, that, fuck that 13 guy. hurricanes. You're doing and, the, the lowest plus one and Price is Right strategy. You're Price is Right yeah. style. Well, unfortunately, in this one regard, you're bo- if we're doing Price is Right style, you're both way off. Over. Uh, we're yeah. over? Uh, of the 35 deadliest tropical storms in history, one was a hurricane. One. Wow. And 34 are typhoons. Okay, then. So I think it's basically that the areas that typhoons land yeah. are much more heavily populated. Yeah, that's exactly what I was than, yeah. uh, than the Caribbean and the southeastern United States. Yeah. Uh, the, the Great Hurricane of 1780 mm. killed 22,000 people. And again, we'll talk about that in greater detail later on. That's, that's more people than I can count. That was a great hurricane. <laughs> How many Category 5 Atlantic hurricanes have ever been recorded? Atlantic Hurricanes, Category 5. Correct. Two. Oh, no, I'm going to say seven. Seven. Two. Price is Right style. Joe gets it. Five. Yeah. Oh. Uh, the first one recorded is uh, 
Hurricane Okeechobee. Okeechobee. September 1928. Don't they make baseball cards? Okeechobee. Oh, that's OPG. OPG. Yeah. Hurricane Katrina. It was a Category 5 in 2005. Hurricane David in 1979. Hurricane Cuba in 1932. Confusing. And Hurricane Mitch in 1998 with the highest winds of any Atlantic hurricane, 180 miles per hour, 285 kilometers per hour. Okay. Uh, Hurricane Mitch. Hey, hey, buddy. It's like your buddy's hurricane. Uh-huh. Hey, yeah, I'm old, old Mitch. Mitch. All yeah. I can think of is Mitch Hedberg. Oh, yeah. So it just kind of shows up and makes weird jokes and leaves. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it comes a mile a minute. Yeah, it oh, comes fast and furious. It is completely entertaining. Yeah. Uh, when was the most active typhoon year in history and how many typhoons? Year in history and how many typhoons? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to say, oh, come on, what about climate change? Yeah. Global mm-hmm. warming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's in my head right now. Because I want to be like, oh, 60s. Why not 60s? But now. No. Mm-hmm. More recent. I'm going to say 2014 because 2015 isn't over yet. Uh, All right. I, yeah, I don't know. Probably 2012. It's it's close. 2012 because of the movie. And how many typhoons? <laughs> yeah, yeah. John Cusack called it. Uh, and how many typhoons do you think he had? How many typhoons? Number of typhoons is? In one year. In one year. 13. Uh, 18. Joe's very close to that number, but the most active typhoon year in history was 1964. God damn it! I should have gone with my gut. (laughs) 39 total storms. Wow. 13 tropical storms, 19 typhoons, and 7 super typhoons. So 26 typhoons in 1964. That is a lot of typhoons. That's from all the kaiju rising up and causing problems, right? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like when, one typhoon ends and the next one begins. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, Serious. practically like overlapping typhoons. You don't have enough time to dredge the water out of oh, your yeah. basement. You might as well just stay submerged, right? Just <laughs> get a wetsuit and just, just stay. The year of wind. Yeah. This is how I live now. Uh, what was the least active typhoon season in recorded history? Oh, When did recorded history start? With the uh, like Egyptians. 18, no, no, it was like they started the the um, hurricane and typhoon database started in like 1885. I'm gonna say oh, 1885 because they're like, oh wait, is that a typhoon? No, I can't tell. <laughs> we haven't figured. We haven't gotten our ducks in a row yet. 1914. Uh, 2010. What? Oh shit! Uh, 14 total storms, only seven typhoons. Huh. So much for the global warming thing, mm-hmm. or is it? Gen- or is that just like an outlier and it's generally increasing? No, or maybe no. we're just wrong. No, it uh, it it really just seems to fluctuate uh, from year to year. It's all cy- it's all cycles, cyclone mm-hmm. cycles. Yeah, it's cyclonic for sure. Hurricanes begin as tropical disturbances in warm ocean waters with surface temperatures of at least twenty six and a half degrees Celsius. Mm-hmm. These low pressure systems are fed by energy from the warm seas. If a storm achieves wind speeds of sixty one kilometers an hour, it becomes known as a tropical depression. Call back to our depression episode. Mm. Hey. A tropical depression becomes a tropical storm and is given a name when its sustained wind speeds top 63 kilometers an hour. When a storm's sustained wind speeds reach 119 kilometers an hour, it becomes a hurricane and earns a category rating of 1 to 5 on the Saffir-Simpson scale. So you don't have tropical depression, Andy? No. No. You have tropical storm, Andy, though, that can get upgraded to hurricane, Andy. Okay. Hurricanes are enormous heat engines that generate oh. energy on a staggering scale. Oh. They draw heat from warm, moist ocean air and release it through condensation of water vapor and thunderstorms. <laughs> mm, I like the sound effects. Hurricanes spin around a low-pressure center known as the eye. Yes. And oh, it's the also all-seeing eye of at, the hurricane. At, at, the mount, at the top of Mount Doom. Yep. Uh, sinking air makes this 20 to 30-mile-wide area notoriously calm. Oh, finally, we the storm has passed overhead. Mm-hmm, but the eye is surrounded by a circular eye wall that eye hosts wall. the storm's strongest winds and rain. Oh, the eye wall. These storms bring destruction ashore in many different ways. Yep. When a hurricane makes landfall, it often produces a devastating storm surge that can reach 20 feet high and extend nearly 100 miles. Wait, what is a storm surge? That's... Uh, uh, basically a wall of water it's like a kind oh, of a okay. little it's it's not a tsunami but it's the wind and uh the rain everything mm-hmm. like pushes the ocean up, picking up the water yeah exactly yeah. and uh and blows it so wow. 20 feet high yeah and 100 miles wide? wide yeah exactly oh, jesus 
Uh, 90% of all hurricane deaths result from storm surges. Okay. People get drowned or they get caught somewhere and Avoid. get carried away. And you call, to, call back to a flood in the episode, actually. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. A hurricane's high winds are also destructive and may spawn tornadoes. <laughs> yeah, tornadoes inside the hurricane. Tornado spawns, yeah. Uh, torrential rains cause further damage by spawning floods and landslides, which may occur many miles inland. Call back to our landslides episode. Now, mm. if I've learned anything from our many natural disasters episode, yeah. mm-hmm. after the natural disaster happens, there's always fires. True or not true? Uh, yeah, that, that can happen. That can happen. Absolutely. You can uh, get uh, like electrical fires. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, as long as the rain has stopped. Right. Right. You know, so it doesn't put those fires out. But once the rain has passed, you can have sort of like lingering issues that could create fires for sure. Mm -hmm. No, I have to go back to Dunwich tonight. As a matter of fact, I should get moving or I'll miss my bus. Got some info on typhoons here. Mm -hmm. There are six main requirements for tropical cyclogenesis. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like that word. Cyclogenesis. Sufficiently warm sea surface temperatures, atmospheric instability, high humidity in the lower to middle levels of the troposphere, enough Coriolis force to develop a low pressure center, Mm -hmm. a pre-existing low-level focus or disturbance, and low vertical wind shear. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. There's an inverse relationship between tropical cyclone activity in the Western Pacific Basin and the North Atlantic Basin, however. What does that mean? It means that when there's a lot of activity in one, there's less in the other. Oh. Mm -hmm. When one basin is active, the other is normally quiet and vice versa. The main reason for this appears to be the phase of the Madden-Julian Oscillation, or MJO. Sure, (laughs) of course. (laughs) The Madden-Julian Oscillation sounds like, you know, a really technical term for a sex move. Oh, I thought it was like uh, like the band that opens for a cyclogenesis. Oh, nice. (sighs) I like it. Yeah, BTO is the headliner, and uh, MJO... MJO. Like it closes or opens? 
Taking care of wind speed every day. <laughs> Typhoon paths follow three general directions. Ooh. Sideways, X, Y, and Z. <laughs> yeah, left, right, or up. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, straight track or straight runner, a general westward path that affects the Philippines, southern China, Taiwan, and Vietnam. Uh-huh. Okay. A, yep. a parabolic recurving track. Storms recurving affect western Philippines, eastern China, Taiwan, Korea, Japan, and the Russian Far East. Recurving like a bow? It, it, it kind of like looks sort of like a like a like a boomerang. Yeah, I think it, it goes in curves and then kind of goes out and back. Kind of yeah, uh, okay. it hits Russia. Yeah, northward track nope. from point of origin. The storm follows a northerly direction, only affecting small islands. Okay, right. So there's basically straight west, so the west, there's north, kind and, of goes in a circle, west, and then goes up, and a then goes back moon. the other way, mm-hmm. and then there's a few small ones uh, that hit, go straight north that hit a few small islands. Yeah. yeah, I think the northern ones are the least devastating for humans. Th- yeah, with small islands, yeah. Kind of like, you know, doesn't go where humans are. Now, the great red spot, also oh, something that I have on my back. I had one of those on my nose once. The largest known vortex in the solar system is mm. located in the southern hemisphere on Jupiter and is known as the Great Red Spot. Mm, I had one of those on the tip of my nose once. It could engulf two or three Earths if it only had the moxie. Mm. If it had the wherewithal. Yeah, Yeah, bring it, Jupiter. It lived up to its potential. Why are you so far away, chicken? Yeah, yeah. You're so tough. Why don't you come down here? You're two or three Earths worth. (laughs) There is some evidence to suggest it has existed for at least 300 years. Oh, that's 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 a persistent hurricane. The Jovian atmosphere, <laughs> no, that's jovial atmosphere, oh. <laughs> is home to hundreds of vortices, which can be divided into two classes, cyclones and anticyclones. Oh, I thought you were going to say bizarro cyclones for a second. <laughs> <laughs> cyclones rotate in the direction similar to the rotation of the planet, counterclockwise in the northern hemisphere and clockwise in the southern. Why does bizarro not fly backwards? Mm. Anyway. Uh, and why isn't he inside out? Yeah. Why, is the inside out? Why doesn't he have his face on his ass? Why is he alive and not dead? <laughs> That's right. While anticyclones rotate in the reverse direction. However, a major difference from the terrestrial atmosphere is that in the Jovian atmosphere, anticyclones dominate over cyclones, as more than 90% of vortices are anticyclones. Oh. You can't mix cyclones and anticyclones. God, they, really just like, they just like to be contrarians, don't they? Jupiter's Jupiter is where our storm's evil twins live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The lifetime of Jovian vortices varies from several days to hundreds of years, depending on their size. Mm-hmm. In contrast to white ovals, these structures are red, arguably due to dredging up of red material from the planet's depth. Mm-hmm. The Great Red Spot is a persistent anticyclonic storm. Observations from Earth establish a minimum lifetime of 150 years. A storm was described as a permanent spot by Gian Domenico Cassini (laughs) after observing the feature in 1665. The Great Red Spot has has only been continually observed since the 1870s, however. Its dimensions are... Mm. 24,000 to 40,000 kilometers east to west and 12,000 to 14,000 kilometers north to south. That's really big. The winds around the edge of the spot peak at about 120 meters per second. Meters per second? Wow. That's faster than kilometers an hour. It's it is no. it's, like a it's, lot faster. No. It's 432 <laughs> kilometers per hour. 432 kilometers per hour. Whoa, that's. I mean, the fastest one on Earth was, was like 300, 300 and something. something. Yep. Yeah. Currents inside it seem stagnant with little inflow or outflow. What? Cool, yeah. So the so the edge is super fast, but the inside's not. Oh, but, because it's the the yeah, column the in the eye of the storm. Yeah, oh, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. So I guess the hurricanes uh, on Jupiter work the same way in that regard. Mm-hmm. Anticyclones. Uh, you know, here's the thing. If they've got, uh, you know, if the eye of the storm, if the storm is big enough to have like two or three Earths, we could drop Earth right in the middle of that. We could. It'd be, be totally like, fine. Just be like mm-hmm. bobbing and weaving in the middle of that storm. <laughs> yeah. Will we bring the moon or not? Because the moon might get taken out. The moon would probably get whipped out <laughs> into space. Yeah. I got a public service announcement. Ready? Public, public service, service announcement! announcement! How to survive a hurricane. All right. This is from wikihow.com. Okay, don't be in a hurricane. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. First and foremost. Here comes, uh, first off, hurricane prep. Mm-hmm. Buy a generator. Store it somewhere mm-hmm. that is safe from rain and rising water. Or no steal ha- a generator. Or, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I think these are the, the get, morally... Get a generator. Get hamsters on wheels, attach them to turbines. Hold on. I think we need a new intro. Morally acceptable public service announcements. <laughs> uh, no, buy a generator. <laughs> Uh-huh. Know oh, how to barter. barter. Or, oh, okay, but that's buying. Uh-huh. I'm willing to. Yeah. Now we're just talking about words. Uh-huh. <laughs> know how to use it and pay special attention to the instructions concerning ensuring ventilation. Oh yeah. So fire up your gas-powered uh, generator, but don't ventilate it properly, <laughs> and then asphyxiate your whole family. <laughs> this is awesome. This yeah. hurricane happened, and we've totally got power. <laughs> <laughs> I feel tired. I need to sleep forever. Purchase self-powered radios and self-powered flashlights and batteries. Oh, okay. these are the ones that you shake. Yeah. These glo- are the ones that you shake and, yeah. you know, uh, have the little hand winders on them and right, stuff. Right, right. Glow sticks are safer than candles, given that you can't be sure about leaking gas post-storm. Oh. Right? Oh, you don't want to be... That's a good tip. There's know, another, like, cause of fire there for you, Torn. Leaky gas and leaky candles. Yeah. And everybody's like, thank goodness that that storm is over. Let's see what happened. Yeah. yeah well, you, there's just no being romantic post-hurricane. No romance post hurricane. All raves. <laughs> Secure your property. Always. Yeah. Uh-huh. Board or tape all windows. Do not use duct tape or masking tape. They do not stop windows from shattering. Oh, okay. What do I use then? I don't know. Not oh, those like painter's tape, probably. Yeah. That like paper tape. Oh, paper mm-hmm. tape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fasten your roof using straps or clips. Fasten your roof. You fasten your roof down using straps or clips. Yeah. There's 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 small to think my roof is. I'm I'm not handy. I don't know how that works. They probably sell these in like Home Depot in Florida. And probably not so much in like Omaha. And they're probably they're probably super cheap most of the time. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah, these are nothing. They're just straps for your roof. Oh, there's a hurricane coming? Oh, price just got price just went way, way up. Yeah, absolutely. Bastards. Mm -hmm. Clear away or tie down all yard debris likely to fly during the storm. Storm. Okay, dog house. Turn off all propane dog tanks. Dog house, dog. Dog, dog right? Strap yeah. down the Tie dog. Tie down the dog. Turn so off all... Clear pro- it away. <laughs> clear away the dog. <laughs> or if you don't like your dog, leave him outside. Yeah, <laughs> Oh, he ran away. <laughs> well, he flew away. <laughs> Do not leave garage doors open. Flying garages can destroy your home. Flying so garages. They're talking about separate garages, I guess, is what they mean, mm, like maybe. an actual little garage. Because flying oh, garage, right? Maybe it would tear it off the side of your house and smash it into your smash house. Smash into somebody's, yeah, that too. Mm. You're basically, yeah, you're basically making a big wind net. Sock. Sock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Keep your doors closed. Dispose of or eat all perishable foods 12 hours before the storm. Oh, yeah. Mm. Party. Yeah. Feast. Oh, the feast before the famine. So 12 hours and one minute before the storm, Torn went out and bought like seven gallons of ice cream. Yeah. Right now he's like, got to eat it. Got to eat it. What the the, the, the hurricane prep guy told me. <laughs> yeah, I I know a few people who it was. We didn't have the hurricane here, but when we did have that windstorm, I know a few people who just invited people over to eat. Right. They're like, I got all this food; it's not going to last. Let's just cook it on the barbecue. And awesome, eat. I love it. Yeah, soda. I love this. Is a Joe Fulgham note. Soda does not have to be disposed of. It doesn't spoil. <laughs> True. No, that's a, that is a note intended for an American audience. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, but it's from me to you. Yeah. You know, soda. I got a whole fridge full of it. Yeah. I'm fine after yeah, it hurricane. Spoil. Yeah. It might get a little warm because yeah. the fridge is gone, but uh, I got liquids. We'll be fine. During the threat stage, disinfect your bathtub, then fill it with water. This source of water might be vital post-storm for drinking, bathing, and toilet flushing. Oh, but not all three at the same time. Not all three at the same toilet time. Flushing, yeah. Please do not do not drink and bathe in it, use it as a toilet, and then drink again. What no, you, that'd be bad. What do you disinfect your bathtub and then fill fill it with drinking water? What's a good way to do that? What's a good way to disinfect? To disinfect bleach. But then, want to be drinking the bleach F- residue? Well, you want to you want to fill it with with water, put a little bleach in, let it sit for a bit, drain that out, fill it with water, probably drain it again yeah. to get rid of the bleach, <laughs> yeah. and then fill it again, and that's probably good. Okay. Right. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I uh, I use bleach to clean out my. Uh, I have one of those uh, uh, water coolers. And you got to clean it out with bleach every once in a while because there might be something growing Mic- inside. Microbial or whatever. And I there. think what you have to do is uh, run water, the equivalent of a whole thing of water through it three times and right. it's safe okay. again. Mm-hmm. Right. So if all you're doing is your bathtub and you're not using too much bleach, it's probably a couple times of rinsing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Stay or go. Evacuate if you can. Go north of the storm where it will lose strength. Mm. It, ah, always it, heading north. Mm-hmm. If you live in a mobile home, even one made after 1994, always consider evacuating. Mobile homes can be destroyed even during a Category One hurricane. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah I like it. 
I like how they point out 1994 is the cutoff because I guess they must have had a bunch of people. But I was building 95, no problem. Well, I'm, I'm guessing in 1995 they had like laws in place going. You got to oh. have some kind of anti-hurricane <laughs> stuff in here, and you got to have it mounted to the a ground. A little more or, structural yeah. integrity or whatever. A little you, less mobile when it comes to the sky. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you want it to be a mobile home driving-wise. Yeah. You don't want it to become you an want, airplane. You want a horizontal mobile home, <laughs> yeah, not, not a vertical mobile yes. home, precisely. Leave well in advance of the storm. You don't want to be stuck in traffic during a hurricane. True. Uh, I don't want to be stuck in traffic at any point in time, much less during a hurricane. No. If you decide to stay, take proper shelter. This should not have any windows or skylights. Oh, so super That's important. That's a good tip. That's a good tip. Right. Something you might not have thought about, but a skylight would suck in a hurricane. Yeah. Bring valuables into the shelter, like jewelry, photographs, or electronics. Uh-huh. Put pets in their cages or on leashes to prevent fear-motivated reactions, uh, right? Okay. You don't want, even, especially like cats, right, that you would think yeah. don't normally put a cat on a leash. Think of what that cat's going to do in an enclosed space during a hurricane outside. Freak gonna, the fuck yeah. out. Yeah, you get your leash, kitty. <laughs> yeah, hide under the bed. Become like a, uh, you know, whirling dervish of claw and teeth. <laughs> I know. It's terrible. <laughs> During the hurricane, lie on the floor under something sturdy, such as a table, because huh? you know stuff's going to yeah, fall and fly. Thing, so yeah. you get in your little turtle shell. Mm-hmm. Don't leave your shelter until you get the official word. When the wind quiets down, this may signal the eye of the hurricane is passing over, yep. and that it is the most dangerous time of the storm, as it will be followed by the backside of the eye wall. Yeah. Oh. I wonder. Oh, I wonder how long and. An eye lasts for depends on how big the, the eye is yeah. and how fast yeah, the storm's moving. Absolutely, that's why you know what it doesn't hurt to lie under your table for, for an hour, a few more hours. Yeah, standard an hour or two. Yeah, what does it hurt? How long? What was the duration of the longest hurricane? Do we know that? Well, uh, the thing they is, they go on for days, weeks. Yeah, right? but they don't necessarily stay in the same place. That's right. right? I mean, they, they move. could theoretically. Three, three, theoretically, it could just hover over your house, waiting for you to leave. Yeah, and then bam. Oh yeah, because that's the not eye wall. That, that the eye of the storm is actually watching you. Yeah, it's watching yeah. you, Torrin. <laughs> it's keeping your eye on you, so can't. it can wait for you to like leave your house and get you. Yep. You can't stay in that basement forever. <laughs> Post hurricane. Be extra careful when entering buildings. Mm-hmm. Watch for electrical sparks or frayed wires. If you're unsure or there is water everywhere, keep away. Okay. Mm-hmm. When entering a building, be careful of loose or slippery floorboards, falling debris, and cracked masonry. Basically, good sense. lots of stuff's going to be broken and dangerous. I do that every time I walk into a building, hurricane or not. It's always like masonry. Yep. Shelves. It's yeah. common Fucking sense. fall on me. I, I've just we've done too many stories on this show. There's the the bell gunnesses of the world that can like you know poise something to tear and cave your skull in, right? Like I'm just uh, I'm constantly on edge now. Do not enter flooded basements. I don't think I would bother, but some people might. Don't. I, I gotta get my my precious photographs. Mm-hmm. Well, it actually says here: use a pump to gradually reduce the water level by one third each day until it's dry. Pumping oh. it any faster risks collapsing the home. Oh, so wait, that is wait, that is now, a useful little bit. Now, of is this like an exponential one third? Where well, I like drain over a third, and then so I have to drain over a third there? of the remaining, and then oh my god, it's always so damp down here. Splish splash, splish splash. I, I think they're basically saying take three days to pump it out. <laughs> okay, I think that's what they're saying. Tony. Yeah. Don't pump, be obtuse. Pump it out slowly over How about three you. days. How dare you? In the history. <laughs> The Great Hurricane (laughs) of 1780. Uh The Great Hurricane of 1780 is the deadliest Atlantic hurricane on record. Uh, We talked about that in the pop quiz. Between 20 and 22,000 people died when the storm passed through the Lesser Antilles. Uh Uh-huh. Or Antilles, the, as the, the Spanish say. The, That's a, the part of your body that you injure and then you can't walk right. The Antilles heel? Yeah. The exactly. greater Antilles is wedge Antilles. Mm-hmm. Mm, in the Caribbean, or Caribbean, uh, between the 10th and the 16th of October. Oh, six days? That's pretty short for a hurricane, actually. The hurricane struck Barbados with powerful winds before moving past Mentonique, Martinique, uh-huh. St. Lucia, and St. Eustatius. Uh-huh. Coming in the midst of the American Revolution, the storm caused heavy losses to British and French fleets contesting for control of the area. Oh. oh. Yeah, that would be bad. Oh. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Car- oh, Caribbean, Caribbean. Wait, mm. which do they? Which do the people of the Caribbean use? It's that one? I don't know. I just use Disney. Mm-hmm. I just, okay. Pirates of the Caribbean. Got it. I, they're probably wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the hurricane later passed near Puerto Rico and over the eastern portion of Hispaniola. 
is a place. Uh, there, well, in 1780, it was Hispaniola. I think now it's the Dominican Republic. Mm. There, it caused heavy damage near the coastlines. It ultimately turned to the northeast before being last observed on 20th October, southeast of Cape Race. Cape Race? Newfoundland. Do you think they're being progressive, or is that kind of racist? Mm, well, everything there is racist. <laughs> so wait, it started in the Caribbean and then ended in Newfoundland? Could happen. Whoa. Cape That's Race is one of the most normal-sounding place names in Newfoundland I can think of. <laughs> They've got a town called Dildo. That's true. It's true. The death toll from the Great Hurricane alone exceeds that of entire decades of Atlantic hurricanes. Mm. The hurricane was part of the disastrous 1780 Atlantic hurricane season, with two other deadly storms also occurring in October. Oh, three hurricanes in the month of October? That is definitely one of those situations where you're like, holy Jesus, are we not going to get a relief here? And every single kid was like, are we going to go out on Halloween or what? (laughs) It's going to be so bad. (laughs) Costumes flying through the air at 100 kilometers an hour. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Don't wear anything with a cape. We learned that from the Incredibles. Yeah, yeah. On Barbados, the hurricane stripped the bark off trees and left not one tree standing on the entire island. Whoa! It's unusual for even the strongest hurricane to strip the bark off trees. As a result, scientists have estimated that this phenomenon would require rain and winds well over 200 miles per hour. Mm. Wow. The winds also destroyed every house and all the forts on Barbados. Wow. Mm. Every house. I mean, well, in 1780, they probably didn't have that many. But still. But still. Like. Well, and it probably weren't very well constructed. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, yeah. you're in a tropical zone, right? So you you know you probably don't have to like have lots of insulation. But, but they or know stuff. no, certainly no insulation. But they know that there's high winds a lot. Uh, I guess right? so. Yeah, that's true. Like the the natives there would be like, no, dude, <laughs> fucking hurricanes. Yeah. Listen, are you telling me that like co- uh, colonists haven't oh. done dumb things? Oh, in the they past? might not have listened. <laughs> Stupid savages. <laughs> well, according to British Admiral George Bridges Rodney. Oh. When one fort collapsed, the winds carried their heavy cannons aloft 100 feet high. Yeah. So a fort. What? Like, forts are sturdy. Forts are built to be right. sturdy. That's true. That if you build your fort to be unsturdy, that's a poor fort. My blanket fort fell down. <laughs> okay. But did, did, did the wind come along and carry your heavy cannon 100 feet in the air? Look, okay. I'm going to say, though, while a blanket fort might not be very sturdy, it's sturdier than just a blanket. <laughs> that is true. About 4,500 people died on Barbados alone. Wow. Mm. In St. Vincent, the hurricane destroyed 584 of the 600 houses in Kingston. Oh, man. Can you imagine being one of the 16 houses left standing? (laughs) Like, (laughs) would you feel like a hero or would you be like, oh, my neighbors are really going to hate me now? I'm like, everybody, everybody's it's a house. lineup of people who wanted to get into your house. Ooh, maybe they just have a lot of wolves, and they'd be blamed on the hurricane, but there was a lot of huffing and puffing and blowing houses down. <laughs> yes. It's like a, the three pigs situation. Curiously, 16 wolf houses <laughs> yeah, that's were right. still standing. Right. Yeah. At Granada, 19 Dutch ships were wrecked. On St. Lucia, rough waves and a strong storm tide struck the British fleet at Port Castries, with one ship destroying the city's hospital by being lifted on top of it. Oh, lifted on a top ship of it. was... Who put the ship on our hospital? <laughs> Some... Well, those ships in those days did have sails. Yeah. But they probably put but them then, down. Yeah, but, but then yeah. again, hey, guys, we're going to keep these up. Wind's kind of picking up. Well, this is 1780, so the hospital's probably only one or two stories high, right? So if you had a 20-foot storm surge, it would yeah. just ride oh, that yeah. surge oh, right yeah. onto the roof. Yeah, yeah. Man. Nature is frightening. Mm. I remember seeing actually helicopter footage from uh, um, from Hurricane Katrina about uh, uh, all these sh- uh, boats and stuff that were washed like half a mile inland from from the Gulf of Mexico. Mm-hmm. Wonder if any hospitals got crushed. Mm. The hurricane destroyed all but two houses in Port Castries, and about six thousand perished across the island. Mm-hmm. By far, the worst losses in the British fleet, however, were among the squadron of Rear Admiral Joshua Rowley, mm-hmm. which was caught at sea off the San Domingo coast. You definitely don't want to be caught in open ocean in a hurricane in a, a sailing vessel in no. 1780. Oh, man. Oh, the seasickness. Can you imagine the seasickness? I was once caught, I think we talked about this, I was caught in the tail end of a typhoon mm-hmm. uh, when I was about 12 years old visiting my uncle in Newfoundland, actually. Oh, yeah. 
And so we weren't anywhere near it, but the waves were probably 20 feet high. And we were on this huge like car ferry, the Sir Robert Bond. I remember the name of it because I thought it was like James Bond. And so there's this huge ferry, which they're bigger than our BC ferries by quite a bit, about twice as long. It just felt like this huge ship. And it was just rocking up and down and up and down for days on end. I was seasick the whole trip Uh. (laughs) because my uncle could not reach my mother to find, because my mother was not with me. I was visiting, I was going with him. He worked on it. Uh, He couldn't reach my mother to find out if I was allergic to gravel. Right. So he's like, well, I can't give you this. So you're going to have to- Back in the days before cell phones and telegrams or whatever. Yeah. Probably at that point in time, you're like, send a freaking carrier pigeon. I don't give a shit. That was a rough, rough trip. Oh, that's horrible. The HMS Thunderer foundered with all hands and HMS Sterling Castle was smashed on the coast with fewer than 50 survivors. A fleet of 40 French ships involved in the American Revolutionary War capsized as a result of the hurricane off Martinique and about 4,000 soldiers drowned. Whoa! Among the French losses were the ships of the line Palmier, Intrepide, and Magnifique (laughs) and the friggin' Junot. I, I actually, I, I, I would have liked to have been on the ship Magnifique, oh. right? You know? Magnifique. <laughs> hey, uh, where do you work? Magnifique. Okay, it's a nice place to work, but where is it? Magnifique. But what's the name of it? Magnifique. I know, it's great. I get it. They're all like the names of like uh, nightclubs that uh, Zoolander would go to, <laughs> right? <laughs> Going to Magnifique tonight. <laughs> I do like that. The hurricane produced a 25-foot storm surge on Martinique, destroying all houses in St. Pierre. 9,000 died on that island. Man. Wow. That's a lot of thousands of peoples. Yes, 22,000 total, it sounds like. Like an, Yeah. Wow. I want to talk about Galveston, Texas in 1900. A Texan? Wait, Texas has... Texas has a portion of it on the Gulf of Mexico. Right, that's true. Yeah. Uh, and Galveston... Geographically speaking. Geographically speaking. And Galveston is right there in the thick of it. Uh, on September 4th, 1900, a warning was released by the U.S. Weather Bureau to Texas authorities about a large tropical storm that had just passed Cuba and was headed west across the Gulf of Mexico. In spite of the warning, the official policy at the time was to avoid using descriptive words in reports like hurricane or tornado in order to avoid causing a they panic. They just used deadly kill storm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love the whole, we can't cause a panic amongst the public, so let's not tell them. They're really about to impo- die. They're about <laughs> to die, precisely. Maybe a panic might have been an actual appropriate reaction in this situation. Galveston, Texas is only nine feet above sea level at its highest point. Highest point. <laughs> wow. So when the wow. hurricane is made... Is Galveston, Texas still a thing? <laughs> That's what I want to know. We'll find oh, okay. out. We'll find out. Uh, when the hurricane made landfall on September 8th, it brought 135 mile an hour winds and a 15 foot tall storm surge. I'm no oh. mathematician. 15 is higher than nine. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, making it a category four hurricane. The surge was so powerful, it washed over the island, knocking buildings off their wow. foundations yep. and pounding them into scraps of wood. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually have a picture of Galveston, Texas after the storm. You can uh, check. go to CausticSodaPodcast.com and check this out. This is a photograph from this 1900. Is, this is a photograph from 1900 of Galveston, Texas after the storm. Looks lots like a, of rubble. Looks it, like a big pile of junk. It looks, <clears throat> like, looks like a big like pile of junk. We, we got a bunch of junky old wood here for uh-huh. you to take. Yeah, precisely. Uh, as water rushed down the sidewalks, people scrambled into nearby trees, hoping to wait out the storm in the branches. Oh Wanting to escape the flood, venomous snakes also slithered up the tree trunks, only to find their hiding spots filled with humans. After the storm, search parties found numerous stiff bodies hunched up in the trees, covered in puncture wounds. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, there were so many bodies that the authorities were having a hard time disposing of them all. There wasn't enough room in the morgues, and thanks to the intense Texas sun, the bodies uh, started to rot very quickly. Sure. Groups of men nicknamed dead gangs were given the grisly task of digging through the rubble oh, and loading bodies into wheelbarrows. They then hauled the corpses to the dock, where a group of 50 black men were in charge of dragging them onto ships to dump them in the Gulf of Mexico. These what? African-Americans were not exactly volunteers, as they were persuaded to perform this task by white men armed with guns. Right. Uh, let's add some racism to your <laughs> terrible tragedy. Yeah. As compensation, everybody received plenty of whiskey to keep their minds off their dismal task. Okay. Of course, the plan didn't work. Just a few hours after the bodies were done, Dumped into the sea, 700 yeah. decomposing corpses washed up ashore. You, you got to put some weight on them, guys. 
Desperate, the city made the decision to stack up the bodies and light them on fire. Newly discovered remains were simply thrown on the pile. For weeks, survivors could smell friends and neighbors burning on the beach. Over 3,600 houses were destroyed. The Galveston hurricane is the deadliest natural disaster to ever hit the U.S., claiming over 6,000 lives. Humans weren't the only victims of the 1900 storm. Plenty of animals suffered tragic fates as well. Naturally. One horse was trying to escape the winds, only to have a piece of wood shot through its body, killing it instantly. Wow. Uh, After the hurricane passed and the city was left in ruins, many of Galveston's dogs literally went insane due to lack of food and water. what What does an insane dog do? Uh, I don't know. Chase its tail, <laughs> eat its own poop. Yeah, right. You no, know? Norm- dogs normally eat their own poop. <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah. insane dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got one uh, uh, first person story here. Uh, not first person story. Uh, third person account of someone's story. Mrs. Heideman escaped right before her home crumbled into the water, crushing her husband and three-year-old son. The eight-month pregnant mother was forced to scramble onto a floating rooftop as it went by. Filled with snakes. Mrs. <laughs> <laughs> it was the snakes don't like roofs; they like trees. Oh, okay. They, they like pre-roofs. Pre-roofs, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah AKA trees. Uh, Mrs. Heideman sailed along in her impromptu canoe until the roof smashed against an object in the road, sending her sprawling. Oh. But instead of landing in the water, which probably would have meant her death, she landed in a floating trunk, like um, like, like a, a steamer trunk, a steamer trunk. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she landed inside. Not a steamer an elephant's trunk. nose. No, no, okay. not an elephant's nose. All right. Yeah, they, uh, you know, the elephants, uh, they could just like stand on the ground and put their noses above <laughs> the floodwaters. So they didn't have any trouble. All the Galveston elephants were all right. Yeah. <clears throat> the trunk bumped into a convent and oh. Mrs. Heideman was pulled to safety by the nuns inside. <laughs> just a few hours later, she gave birth to a baby boy. <laughs> and right outside the convent was Mrs. Heideman's brother. Oh. Hanging in a tree for dear life, he heard a child in the water screaming for help. As the boy floated by, the man snagged the kid and hauled him into the branches. Wow. Unbelievably, the boy was the man's nephew and Mrs. Heideman's three-year-old son, the one who'd supposedly die when her oh. house collapsed. After the storm subsided, the fractured family was reunited, except for Mr. Heideman, whose body was never found. Oh, well. He took the opportunity to fucking bolt. <laughs> Two kids. Uh. Oh, good. I didn't even want the first one. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a harrowing tale. That is a harrowing tale. A harrowing I tale. like the snake angle particularly. I think uh, her brother was very lucky to have been in a tree without snakes in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I guess it sounds like the storm was all funneling everyone towards that convent. Yeah, yeah, precisely. Well, there was a. Uh, I actually read an account. It was almost too depressing to put in here of an orphanage that was wiped out because it was built right on the on the dike. Oh, okay. uh, so it got the full brunt of the right. storm surge, and uh, all the nuns uh, in this orphanage, because uh, they were worried they were going to be flooded, uh, decided to tie the orphans to their waists <laughs> with ropes uh, in order to keep them safe nearby, so they wouldn't lose them in the floodwaters. I thought it was more like, oh, I need a, I need a, like a buffer. I need some armor. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there's all these kids that nobody wants around. I don't want to go flying away, so these kids are going to help tie me down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, of the 93 children and the seven uh, nuns, only two survived, and they survived because when they got washed away, they actually got like they hit a tree and got stuck in the branches. Oh, okay, uh, and. So they're the ones who told the story about how the nuns were were singing um, a song called Queen of the Waves as they were washed away. Oh, delightful. Yeah. And so uh, there's actually a society that honors their memory. And because uh, every year they tie a bunch of kids around their waist, <laughs> drown them, <laughs> yes. drag them around while singing Queen of the Waves. No, this, <laughs> this society comes together and they sing Queen of the Waves, okay. like where the orphanage stood. Oh. And there's a monument everywhere they found one of the nuns' bodies on the beach. They erected a monument in that spot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. I was uh, so I, I left it out because it was too depressing to say. And now I just said it. So yeah. All right. Well, and, you, and we laughed the whole way through. <laughs> Welcome to Caustic Soda. Yeah, I don't know. Like, why did tying yourself, to, strapping yourself to like ten orphans each, seem like a good idea? Well, because nuns are notorious for flying. Oh, I told you this already. That's you don't want to go flying. I mean, they got those big like wings on their head. Oh yeah, and the, the hurricanes coming. They're like, I got to get tied down. Yeah, uh, that's it. They're, it's a ballast. Mm-hmm. Baby ballast. Baby ballast. Baby ballast. <laughs> <laughs>
Tune in next week for the exciting conclusion to this episode of Caustic Soda. Such a weird feeling to know you're alive. It's such an awful feeling. You're dying inside. And when you wake up, startled to say, I hope I don't go crazy today. It's such a bad feeling. An ominous feeling. A feeling you know that we'll be back when the week is new and we'll have more gross facts for you and you'll have things you want to hear about we will too Caustic Soda was recorded by Mike Leeson while being torn apart by rabid squirrels. To comment on episodes, make donations, and for links, images, videos, and show notes, visit causticsodapodcast.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Visit us on Facebook. Tweet us on Twitter at Caustic Podcast. Email us at info at causticsodapodcast.com. Thanks for listening. Do <laughs> <laughs>